My name's Graham Broughton and I'm Managing Director of Storesome. We create marketplaces that help you build, manage, grow and scale your business. As part of the We Are Pentagon Group, the leading marketplace e-commerce service provider, we have over a decade of experience managing marketplace stores for the world's leading brands. Building your own marketplace is the latest opportunity to drive online sales and Storesome is here to help you take full advantage of the platform revolution. Marketplaces are completely changing the trajectory of commerce and I believe you should make it part of your business strategy. Get in touch at graham at storesome.com and book your one-on-one free consultation to explore how building a marketplace can help you achieve your business objectives. Storesome, powering the platform revolution, is our podcast dedicated to bringing the latest thought leadership from experts in the e-commerce and marketplace industry. In our episodes, you'll uncover the latest trends and insights to help you accelerate your online business and gain expertise in a number of verticals crucial to success. Back by popular demand, the second season is dedicated to exploring the evolution of search and customer experience. In this season, I'll be speaking to some of the most influential companies in the space, including Vizi, Isle 3, Segmentify, Salesfire, Algonomy and Wix. In this episode, I spoke to Ben Grandy, the commercial director of Vizi. Vizi takes the search out of shopping with intuition-based AI, a totally new approach to online sales which uses the context of human behaviour to help you understand your customers and serve them exactly what they want every single time. One of Vizi's most popular solutions is Vizi Explore, which uses visual search to help retailers to sell what their customers may not be able to describe. We as humans are very visual beings. We do most things with our eyes. And in fact, we process images around 66 times quicker than technology. I think visual search is a natural step forward in the way we shop online. Stick around to learn more about what Visi does, how the AI intuition works, and what the process would look like for an online retailer who wants to utilize Visi's solution. I believe this technology could change the trajectory of your business, especially if you're a retailer in industry like art, fashion, apparel or home decor. So hi and welcome listeners to the Storesome podcast, powering the marketplace platform revolution. Uh, This season's topic is focused around search and today I'm joined by Ben Grandy, the commercial director at Visi. Ben, hello, how are you doing? Hi Graham, I'm very well, how are you? Pleasure, Pleasure to be on, thank you very much for inviting me. No, thank you for for carving some time out, and we've just had a bit of an intro chat, and it's uh, it's good to have a bit more of a context. So obviously our listeners can't see what what I'm seeing at the moment, but it looks like you're being attacked by a 12, 12 foot ostrich. Uh, where, uh, you, <laughs> where are you at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably your your first and um, hopefully only guest. Um, currently in a quarantine hotel somewhere near Heathrow Airport. Okay. Yeah. We can't give you a full location because that would break any kind of... Uh, Absolutely, that, exactly. The GDPR place would be on us straight away. Uh, awesome. So um, you've just travelled in, you were saying, from Brazil. You spent a bit of time out in Brazil recently. Yeah, so rather rather cowardly when the uh, the second lockdown came into play um, on the 3rd of November. Um, my wife and I escaped to uh, her parents' house um, in the middle of the countryside in Brazil. Um, and then I managed to extend my visa, and here I am as um, as, as London and England are uh, are opening up. So uh, it's been a good six months away, and, and looking forward to uh, looking forward to a brighter England on my return. 
Excellent. Yeah, no, good timing there. And I think hopefully there'll be a bit of better weather as well in the next few weeks. So, uh, yeah, everything should be lining up for us. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be great to understand a little bit more about your background, your interests and, and kind of your, your kind of knowledge in the sector. And then if you could kind of elaborate a little bit more about Visi and what Visi does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, starting off with my background, really, I'm, I'm from a, a very different world. Um, I joined Visi about two years ago, I guess, from a much more traditional, formal background um, from when I left university. Uh, I moved over to Hong Kong in my early 30s, um, about 10 years ago, um, and lived out there for seven or eight years. And then I decided it was time to come back. And at that time, I was out of deciding what to do in my life, really. And I, I wanted to move away from this more traditional and, and formal background I had and move into something uh, for want of a better word, a bit cooler, um, you know, find a cliche tech startup, um, you know, real sort of next gen technology. And, and, you know, people ask me what kind of technology I wanted to work in. And, and really, it was a question of I sort of remember saying, I want to work in something I've never even heard of before. You know, I wanted it to be really new and, 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 and novel. Um, I really wanted the idea of working for a small company. I don't always work for big companies and, and you know, really enjoyed it and, and learned a lot. But it was, you know, the idea of working for a small company and really, um, you know, wearing multiple hats and, and making a bigger impact. Um, at the time, I was, um, I was about to get engaged and um, I was looking for a wedding ring and or an engagement ring, I should say. And I had an idea of what I wanted. Um, and I was really surprised by how difficult it was. I was searching online. I was going through multiple, multiple different websites, and I just got, I could not find what I wanted to. Um, so very frustratingly, about um, you know, I, I went off one afternoon and I walked around um, 10, 15, 20 different jewelry shops just so I could see um, what I was looking for. And I, you know, I think everyone has these experiences um, with shopping. Um, and anyway, at that time, um, the recruiter gave me a call and said, um, I've come across this company called Busy. They're looking for a commercial director. Um, and basically, um, it ticked all the boxes and um, it was clearly meant to be. Awesome. And the question is, did you buy an engagement ring through Busy experience through a jewellery website at all? I didn't, but you can now. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the listeners, I haven't been paid to ask that question at all. But yeah, I mean that's uh, that's that's a really nice kind of first-hand experience of where you know I think you're going to talk a little bit more about the kind of the technical aspects and how this yeah. works. But, but very high level, you've had a kind of first-hand real experience, and then kind of the stars align in terms of um, you know you getting that new role, that commercial director role, and then joining Busy, and then kind of taking that that step forward. So yeah. It'd be great to understand what what Visi does then. So um, yeah, if you could talk me through kind of what what Visi does as a, as a as a software. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the story I've just given that was obviously my story. I mean, I think you know we we all find shopping online at times unfortunately frustrating, um, and there are many different reasons why it's frustrating. But ultimately, it comes down to you know the, the topic of conversation today, which is search and search is is there are there are there are some lovely experiences with search but there is friction um, involved in search and I think you know all the listeners today that they will be able to remember and it might have even been in the last 24 hours where something has prevented them from finding what they're doing so I mean, in terms of the vision and the inspiration behind busy I, you know I think it just is ultimately it, it's serving a need um, to help people find what they're looking for 
Um, we actually work with the platforms. We work with the online businesses. So as far as they're concerned, people can't find what they're looking for. Um, product page views are going to be low, low conversion rates, and they're ultimately leaving revenue on the table. So the concept is, is very simple. It's bridging that gap. Um, and, and that was what our CEO um, and visionary, David, um, came up with. Um, he then met our CTO and genius, George, um, and, and Vizzy was essentially born there and then. Um, so what, what, how are Vizzy doing this? I mean, basically, there's, there's, um, there's many reasons I've said that people can't find what they're looking for, but the, the concept of Vizzy is to intuitively understand the unique tastes and preferences of customers. Um, and then once you intuitively understand those tastes and preferences, then you can intuitively serve items what, what they're looking for. Um, so in, in a nutshell, Busy basically enables customers to find what they're looking for online. Um, it's a very visual business. I mean, humans are visual, right? We, we, uh, we, we, we do most things with our eyes. Um, and in fact, we, we process images about 66,000 times quicker than text. So we are, I always say that we, we're visually led, but we're context driven. Um, and I think when we talk about being a visual business, visual on its own, um, probably doesn't um, tick all the boxes. It's very important to understand the context. So what we've tried to do at Busy is, is combine the visual and the, and, and the, and the context. Um, which has turned into a now, I'm very pleased to say, a now patented um, solution. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. you know, we've just uh, just had some really great news this year, actually, um, on the patent side. Um, but essentially, we've, we've created what we call an AI intuition drive. And, and what that tries to do is compute all the available factors that influence the conscious, the subconscious, um, and, and really bring search and recommendation to, uh, to the customer to, to, to maximize profits for the uh, but for the for the retailers. So that's a really interesting thing you've just kind of touched on there, that kind of intuition piece and that intuition-based search for from a customer's needs. How does that, you know, does a customer take a quiz? Do they do they feedback what, you know, does it profile them through cookies? How does how does that kind of intuition AI high level work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think ultimately there there are many, many thousands of data points. Um, and I think what we're trying to do is we are trying to, um, it's not personalization, it's a personalizable experience. And if your customers have a personalizable experience, they have control um, and they can, um, you know, we, we can start understanding them. I think, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different types of search. Um, there's a lot of different types of techniques. And ultimately, in order to really understand that context, it's putting a lot of these into one. And, and this is where this intuition drive is. It's understanding, you know, it could be context. It could be the time of day. It could be the weather. Um, you know, it could be that someone's, um, you know, someone is looking to buy a sofa for a living room and then also, a, um, you know, a chair for someone's bedroom. You know, context is, is always evolving. Um, so what we don't want to do is base search on previous, previous history too much. We need to base search on what we, we describe as in the moment context. Um, and that's by using multiple different data points. Okay. Um, so in terms of kind of how that operates at the moment um, and for customers um, who wanting to embed. So, you know, first question is how, if I was a retailer and I wanted to, to utilize the busy search, yeah. Um, what would that kind of process look like? You know, is, is it a, um, yeah, what does that process look like? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
essentially in terms of is it, well, it's, it's API or, or we could build it, but essentially it's it's using different data points across the website. So um, there's, a, there's, there's various different placements, but we would be on the home page, um, we'd be on the product listing page, and we'd be on the product display pages. So what we would essentially do is, is you know, if you think of data, if you think of um, artificial intelligence, it is taking aggregated data um, and providing them with, with results. But what we want to do is we want to take aggregated data um, in order to personalize it to the individual. So if you go onto a website, for example, if you have shared, um, given consent to share your cookies, um, there will be some previous history. You can then look at an image and you will see a Seymour like this. Again, with the product listing pages, you can you have a, a number of different items on a page. There'll be a Seymour like this button. You can continue that with filters. Once you see Seymour like this, you then go into a really unique and novel experience, which is what we call the web app. Now, this is a number of pictures um, or sort of, um, of items. Um, and every time you click or indeed don't click on an item, um, and the, all the results are updated very, very quickly. So in the space of about three clicks, you would be able to see a significant, you know, over a hundred different items. And as I said, the, the, the brain is so visually led that once you start seeing these, you can start honing in. The, the, the artificial intelligence starts understanding what you're looking for um, and, and understanding that context. Is it, is it texture that they're looking for? Is it style that they're looking for? Um, you know, what is it that that user um, is, is especially looking for? And of course, across different products, you know, if I know that your style in, 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 in jackets is X, I'm going to understand what, what kind of shirts to give you um, recommendations. So it's, it's really the idea that we're, we're providing search on, on, a, on an individual level. Um, once you go into the product display pages, and a lot of what we're trying to do is, is, is understand where customers are on, on their journey. And there's an, always a time when a customer is looking for inspiration and there is a time when a customer is honing in. So we need to be able to change those recommendations and, and then understand when customers are honing in. Um, and then we go through a more visual, visually similar experience. But if we, if we still see their searching um, you know, across different items, then it's important that we, we keep um, a certain amount of variety involved there. And I presume, again, from my perspective, then, it's, it's about serving the right products to the right customers in the best way. Do you see huge increases in conversions then for uh, businesses and retailers that have embedded this kind of technology? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, it, it's, you know, it's very logical. You know, the, firstly, you know, one of our first and, and major clients um, is the largest um, art, online art gallery. And they, they believe that less than 10% of their infantry was being viewed. Um, as soon as they, they use this, because of this, this web app concept where you can search through multiple images incredibly quickly and it hones in, suddenly you're just able to see more. Um, you know, and, and, and suddenly all those images that you were looking for and items you were looking for um, appear. In terms of conversion rates, um, you know, every customer is different, um, but we would expect a minimum of 12% 12, um, 12% increase. Um, and we've, we've gone into the hundreds. Um, in terms of revenue, Generally, you know, I mean, we'd have customers in furniture, art, fashion, jewelry, and, and, and all sorts of things. But I think, I think generally the benchmark is 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 twenty percent uplift in, in in revenue, and and that's generally in the space of a month or two months from from uh, implementation. Okay, which is obviously, you know, that's very very positive in terms of kind of how to make with existing inventory with their existing platform, they can enable an uplift of twenty percent is is quite an impact. Yeah, absolutely.
Okay, so um, one thing that kind of semi-worried me was that, you know, the more you talk about AI and getting people's brains and understanding how people kind of work through, how does that, where does the kind of the lines uh, cross in terms of what the customer privacy is and how you're kind of facilitating search and putting products in front of people? Is uh, Yeah, what is... Yeah, what abs- absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think... You know, I think ultimately, I think as I, as I said before, you know, it's it's there's a difference between personalization and creating a personalized experience. So if we if we just I think probably just roll that roll this back a little bit and talk about the differences in 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 search and recommendation. Essentially, um, you've got text search, you've got filtering, um, you've got recommendations. When I say recommendations, this would be the kind of the Amazon recommendation. So it's people also saw, and, and you know, this is this is a um, big part of um, existing technology. People also viewed, um, and then you have personalization. So personalization, the way I look at it, is is kind of that pre that historical data on a particular um, user. So if you if you think about recommendations, um, basically, if you're basing it on what somebody else likes and that particular individual isn't going to share their data, obviously that data can't be in, implemented into the algorithm. But what I would say is that the important thing is, is that people have a unique set of tastes and preferences. So if you're providing recommendations based on other people's unique, you know, other, other people's aggregated um, preferences, you're not actually personalizing on an individual level. So there's gonna be problems um, with recommendations on the GDPR level. But I would actually go as far as to say, if that's the only way you're basing your search, that actually you're probably not doing a good enough job with your search. Um, and likewise with personalization, you know, if the basis of your search is purely based on previous history of, 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 um, of what people have been looking at, you're not doing a good enough job. Now, the reason I say that is because, again, I'm going to talk about context. Everything we try and do is understanding context. So if you imagine that you go into a store um, yesterday, you might be buying yourself, I don't know, you're buying yourself a T-shirt, um, and then tomorrow you're going in to buy someone a birthday present. Yeah. Every time you go into a store, your context changes. And so in many ways, you're a completely new customer you're with, a, with zero information anyway. So what you need to be in a position is, is to be able to personalize in that particular journey. Your context changes so much. Your budget changes because you've bought a cheaper pair of boots and therefore you have more expensive, you know, you can you have more to spend on shoes. There's, there's so many ways context changes. So relying on previous history, relying on other people's likes um, is the major um, restriction with GDPR um, and privacy laws for our, our more global listeners. Um, but essentially, you know, it's very, very important that you're using a combination of different um, uh, different uh, ways of, of, of helping your customer search and, and as I say if you're completely relying on tools um, that are very very data rich then you're probably not going far enough so it's so important to, that you are um, providing search and recommendation on in real time so it's understanding what that customer is doing right now um, and that is the advantage of visual search because it's visual you can see exactly what these different data points are talking about Okay, that's really interesting because, like you say, you're effectively <clears throat> you're you're basing everything on the fly, and in, within three clicks, you're kind of already creating that profile that yeah. 
would essentially kind of take, you know, have to take multiple data points, then create that information to then kind of create a picture and then surface the right products. You're doing it on the fly in three or four clicks and then surfacing the products that the the, uh, the algorithm effectively thinks is going to be the, the highest propensity to sell something or to... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, but it's that ability as well to hone in and, and understand, you know, the, the customer, oh, okay, the customer's really... This is what the customer wants. They keep clicking on the product page. They're clicking on very similar items. Um, but if they're still searching around, it's, it's keeping keeping the results, you know, keeping those outliers till we really understand what we're honing in on. Is there um, a weak spot yeah. in inventory then in terms of, because I was just thinking, you know, as you kind of talked through, there's two things. Like one is one about the uh, the art gallery you were looking at and the kind of... Yeah. The kind of the long tail that wasn't getting surfaced so obviously they have a huge skew count or they had a huge range of inventory that wasn't getting yep. surfaced in the right way and then the, on the other you might you know there must be a, a, a sweet spot in terms of the amount of skews that are live because you need to kind of delve a bit deeper so someone's looking at sofas and they look at and know brass legs and then they want they want a leather finish and it has to have buttons then you have to have those products then surface those products for people to search for is there a is there a number of SKUs or a range or how do you, how do you approach if if Vizzy is actually going to be effective for, for, a, for a retailer yeah absolutely I mean like I think ultimately you know my, let, let's let's assume that we're looking on a phone because um that's that's the uh, we're going to see less items on a page I mean you know how long can you how long can you be bothered to scroll down a, a, a product listing page um before you get bored before you drop off um so you know what what's the answer to that we all have different concentration spans um yeah. i would i would say you know within a particular range you know i think once you get over the sort of 30 50 mark um there's value um and of course once you're over 100 you know there's enormous value um obviously going into the thousands you know you know that that's where um you know it, it saves so much time and, and energy from the uh, from the retailers as well um, who are having to rely on multiple different ways of surfacing these products, but generally using language as well, which is such a hindrance to um, to, to good search. Awesome, that's been, that's great. Uh, well, we're we're around about the time in terms of um, kind of the the normal uh, session period, and it's been phenomenally interesting to chat with you, Ben. You know, I've, I've learned so much about what Vizzy does, how your search kind of, how your search, your patented um, intellectual search um, now now covers it through visual aspects. Um, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or the Vizzy team, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Vizzy.com is our website. Um, there's, there's heaps of information there and you can get in touch through the website. Um, alternatively, my um, email is um, beng at Vizzy.com. So it's beng at Vizzy.com. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from, from, from everyone. Fantastic. Yeah, Ben, once again, thank you so much for your time and uh, explaining what you're doing in the world at the moment. Really exciting. And if you'd like to hear more from the uh, Storesome podcast sessions, then please subscribe uh, through the multiple channels that will be shown later. Thanks very much and have a good rest of the day. Thanks so much, Graham. Great to be on. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Ben. Speak to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to explore how developing a marketplace could help you grow your business, get in touch with me at graham at storesome.com. If you'd like to get in touch with a guest, their details will be in the show notes. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn at Graham Broughton. That's B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N, Graham Broughton on LinkedIn. And please do share this episode with anyone you feel would benefit from listening to it. See you in the next episode.